Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hey Thrive, Happy New Year! Happy 2021, the first Sunday of the year, 3rd of January. What a privilege to be together as the church online. What a privilege to be able to speak to you at this time. Pastor Candice and I want to send you all of our love and our prayer for you this year, 2021, is that you would experience the grace, the peace, and the presence of God in new, rich, and beautiful ways this coming year, that it would really be a year saturated with the presence of God and that each one of us, we would walk with God because we are better with Him. Hey, you know, one of the best ways we can be the church, one of the best ways we can start this year off with meaning and significance is to invite someone to church. So many people are open to church at this time of year. So many people are wondering, can they connect with God and can they find meaning and purpose and life and significance and all the things that we know is found in Jesus. They're asking the questions at the beginning of the year. Can that happen to me this year? So go and invite somebody to church this week. And let's trust God to do an incredible thing in the lives of our family and friends and those people that we love this year. You know, as we begin this new year, I, I know everybody is situated a little bit differently, particularly emotionally at the start of this new year, particularly. Some are full of hope. Um, some of us, we feel not ready for the new year. Some are wondering whether it's going to be like 2020, like is there going to be some pandemic? And some of us, I think, are even battling with some post-traumatic stress from last year. But here's the thing, church, regardless of how we feel, the year is here, isn't it? The new year is here, and there is no way really of stopping time. I was looking at a photo of our daughter Caitlin the other day from four years ago. She was graduating from preschool. She looked so, so small. I look at her now four years later, and I just realized, really, I realized that time moves on and a new year arrives, whether we're ready for it or not, whether we like it or not, they come upon us. And I think New Year's, like this time, early January, it's an opportunity always to ask ourselves the most important questions. Uh, not the questions like, why did I eat so much at Christmas? <laughs> Although we are asking ourselves that right now, aren't we? But I think a year like 2020, perhaps more than any other in our recent history, invites us to confront the basic existential important questions. And today, I want to ask one critical question, perhaps the critical question. How do you want to live in 2021? How do you want to live? What kind of life do you want? How, how do you want to live this year? So I think it's the critical question we must ask ourselves. I think it's impossible to go through a year like what we had in 2020 and not ask ourselves with all of that, with all of that, how do I want to live this year? Like what kind of life do I want? You know, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, the Gospel of Matthew in those chapters, 5, 6, and 7, describe and record Jesus' teaching, commonly referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. And in this, his most famous teaching, Jesus gives a description and a picture of the ultimate way to live. It's a picture of how the kingdom of God looks and what it looks like here on earth. And then Jesus, in these chapters, gives an invitation into that kingdom 
and into that way of life. Got me thinking about the famous story, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. It's uh, the story of a young girl and her, her siblings called Lucy who enters the wardrobe up in an attic. And as she enters the wardrobe, uh, where she opens the wardrobe, she enters this land called Narnia. It's a whole nother kingdom. Jesus' teaching is the wardrobe. It is the access point. It is the passage into. It is the window into another world, another kingdom. And the incredible thing is that when we decide to enter Narnia, to enter the wardrobe, uh, when we decide to live the kingdom of God, when we decide to enter the kingdom of God, even here on earth, when we decide to live this way that Jesus invites us to, we discover that it is also the way that as human beings, we can best live. It's the way that we can live at our best. It lays out the path to the best way to live. To live like the kingdom of God here and now is the way God designed us to live. And so the question today that I'm asking us is, how do you want to live? Well, Jesus invites us to live like this, like his teaching in Matthew chapters 5 through to 7, 5, 6, and 7. When looking at Jesus' teaching in these chapters, when, when I distill the essence of it, I think it invites us to live in two ways that are incredibly attractive. He invites us to live free from some things, and he invites us to live full of some things. Let me say that again. He invites us to live free from some things, and he invites us to live full of other things. I want to repeat it one more time because this is the essence of the message today is that the kingdom of God that Jesus presents to us in his teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, is an invitation for us to live free from some things and to live full of some other things. When it comes to the things that Jesus invites us to live free from, in chapter 5, verses 3 to 13, it's a long passage, Jesus invites us to live free from a worldview that the powerful and the successful and those in charge, they are the blessed ones. Actually, he says the kingdom of God is upside down. That those who are poor in spirit, those who need God, those who are mourning, those who are merciful, those who are meek, those who are peacemakers, they are the blessed ones. And he invites us to live free from this worldview that rewards the powerful. In fact, he says it's not the haves that are blessed, it's the have-nots. And in chapter 5, verses 21 to 26, he invites us to live free from anger. There's a lot of anger in our world, hey, there really is. And there are so many reasons to be angry. And guess what, church? There always will be reasons to be angry. But Jesus still invites us. He still invites us to live free from anger. Chapter 5, verses 27 to 30, he invites us to live free from being controlled by sexual lust. In a world where sexuality is everywhere, where there's no limit to what our eyes can see and lust for, Jesus invites us to live free from lust. In chapter 5, verses 33 to 37, he invites us to live free from overstatement or exaggeration or lies. And he invites us to live free from a desire to control and manipulate things through our words. Can, can you imagine with me for a moment, just imagine this, 
where we are not using our words to try and control and manipulate outcomes and worldviews. Can you imagine this? Imagine a worldview where Twitter told the truth and politicians and media stopped using words as propaganda to poison the public. Imagine it. In chapter 5, verses 38 to 42, he invites us to live free from a system of revenge, a system of paybacks, of grudges, and of wanting to be fair and getting our own back. You know, because revenge can either be active, you know, when we say, I'm going to sabotage that person's efforts at work, or it can be passive, like, I'm not going to talk to that person until they apologize. Revenge, it's a poison. And then in chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, Jesus invites us to live free from worry about money and possessions and what tomorrow holds. In chapter 7, verses 1 to 6, he invites us to live free from a desire to judge others and to live free from hypocrisy, saying one thing and doing another. The kingdom of God that Jesus invites us into, the life that he invites us to live is a life free Free from lots of stuff that's not good for us. Free from a power-based system. Free from anger. Free from lust. Free from untruthful words. Free from revenge. Free from a desire for fairness. Free from worry about money in the future. Free from judging others. All of these things. If I was to summarize them today, church, all of the things that Jesus invites us to live free from, if I was to summarize them, I think we could summarize them, perhaps we could group them, perhaps we could bucket them, we could call them in one bucket as the kingdom of me. The kingdom of me. You see, each one of those areas that we've mentioned, what they all have in common is that they all serve me. So whether it's worry about my money or about my future, or whether it's anger because someone's not treated me well, whether it's lust and my sexual desire, they all center around and they all serve me. And Jesus' teaching is an invitation to live free from the kingdom of me. To live free from the kingdom of me. And at the same time, in these same chapters, chapters 5, 6, and 7, Jesus' teaching invites us to be full of some other stuff. So he encourages us, invites us to live free from some stuff, the kingdom of me. And then he invites us to live full of some other stuff. So in chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, Jesus invites us to be full of good deeds, to be salt and light to the world around us. And then he goes on in verses 43 to 48. He invites us to be full of love for our enemies. In chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, he invites us to be full of compassion for those in need. Chapter 6, verses 5 to 13. And then again in chapter 7, verses 7 to 11, he invites us to be full of prayer and trust in God. Chapter 7, verse 12. He invites us to be full of consideration for others and to do to others what we would have them do to us. Full of good deeds, full of love for our enemies, full of compassion for those in need, full of prayer and trust and consideration for others. All of these things, I think if I was to summarize them, bucket them, group them, I could call them the kingdom of him. In other words, Jesus, the kingdom of him. What they all have in common 
is that they center around and serve him. That's why I call it the kingdom of him. And so Jesus' teaching is also an invitation to live full of the kingdom of him. So here's where we are. He's inviting us to live free from the kingdom of me. And he's inviting me to live full of the kingdom of him. What kind of life does Jesus invite us into? How do I want to live in 2021? Well, I want to live free from the kingdom of me. And I want to live full of the kingdom of him. So far, so good. And it sounds great. Here's the thing though. If I'm honest, it also sounds impossible. I mean... Honestly, is it even possible to live like that, like what Jesus teaches? Is it a pipe dream? Is it some outdated, irrelevant teaching that's now completely irrelevant and actually impossible to apply? I mean, church, let's be honest. No one lives like this these days, do they? Do they? Do they? Well, let's stop and let's unpack this question a little bit because I think it's a valid question. Let's let's start today by saying that Jesus lived this way. We know historically, we know from scripture and we know from other eyewitness accounts that Jesus did live this way. And so the only way to live this way, the only possible way to live this way is to follow Jesus. And so first, we must understand that if we are interested in learning to live this way, we are deciding to become students, followers, and disciples of Jesus. We are deciding to follow His way of life. And here's the thing, guys. The most important thing about learning from someone, being their student, their disciple, their follower, is to be with them, right? You can't be a student, a disciple, a follower, without being with your master, with your teacher. When I was in primary school, our school uh, employed the services of an overseas bowling coach. His name was Mr. Benson. Now, I needed bowling coaching because I remember distinctly running up and bowling in the nets one day and bowling a, a, a cork cricket ball onto the head of one of my teachers. <laughs> I was bad. Somehow they saw some potential in me and they asked Mr. Benson to work with me. Now, Mr. Benson was from North England. And when he came to the school, the very first thing he did is he asked us all for not our first names, but our second names, our last names. I proudly told him my surname being Chicken. And he said to me, Chicken, what sort of a name is Chicken? You can't play cricket if your name is Chicken. I said to him, sir, well, with your help, I hope to be able to bowl a little bit more decently. Mr. Benson, as he began to help me with my bowling action, he would get really close up and personal with me. You know, he'd be straightening my arm as it came round. He'd be lifting my shoulder. He'd be counting the paces of my run up to bowl. He would literally be with me in every single part of my bowling action. He would watch it and then he would correct it. And there were times when he would come up close and personal and physically straighten out my arms, lift my shoulder, bring my arm over smoother. He would, he would get up close and personal and, and he would coach me. That's what it's like to be coached. That's what it's like to be a student, a disciple, a follower. 
And so if we are to be students of Jesus, apprentices, disciples, if we're learning to live like he did, it starts with us learning to be with him up close and personal. Church, there is no substitute. There's absolutely no substitute and no other starting point to being a follower and a disciple of Jesus other than being with him. Being up close and personal with him. And if you want to live, if I want to live free from the kingdom of me and full of the kingdom of him, the single most powerful thing we can do is to learn to be with him. Because the more we are with him, the more we will become like him. And then the more we will do what he did. We have language at Thrive Church. Uh, it is that we learn to be with him, become like him, do what he did. It's central language to, to our church, Thrive Church. We learn to be with him, become like him, and do what he did. But it all starts, it all starts with being with him. And I think that Jesus is most present to us in the scripture and when we are in the scripture. And I think he's most present to us through the Holy Spirit as he speaks to us through scripture. Eugene Peterson, uh, he's the man who wrote the paraphrase of the Bible called The Message. He's written many other incredible books. Uh, he's changed my life with his books. His latest book is a publication of letters to his son, Eric. It's called Letters to a Young Pastor. They are published letters to his son when his son, Eric, began his pastoral ministry. And so what makes this book so incredibly powerful is that Eugene is present to his son, Eric, through his words. Even though he's passed on, he's present through his words. So too with us. Jesus is present to us through his words. Through his teaching, like what we've got in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 that we, we touched on earlier. And as we read them, as we read his teachings, and as we absorb them, as we ponder them, as we wrestle with them, he is powerfully and personally present with us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Jesus in us, brings Jesus' words to life for us. He gives them color and texture and meaning and application and relevance to our lives. Think of it like a rose up in uh, Joburg in springtime after the first rains. When you get up close and personal to that rose and you, you smell it, you can smell the smell, but you don't smell the smell of the, sm of the rose until such time as you've got up close and personal. It's only when you get close to it that you smell it. You really smell its fragrance and then you notice the little drops of water on the leaves of the rose and then you start to see that actually the petals are different colors in different places and then you start to feel the texture of the rose and you only notice that that's the thing you and I we only notice that when we get up close and personal to the rose that's what the Holy Spirit does for us when we come closer when we get up close and personal to the words of Jesus he is present to us, guiding us, leading us, showing us truth, pointing out things in the scripture. And the scripture then becomes beautiful and relevant and applicable when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, breathes on it. And so the very best way to be with Jesus is to be with him in his words, his teaching in scripture. And when we are, he is present to us 
through the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit breathes on those words and brings them to life for us. And then all that then remains for us is to put those words into practice, to be obedient to them. And it is this, the willingness not only to be with Jesus, but to follow his words, to put them into practice, to be obedient to them. It is this that defines us ultimately as Christ followers. You see, Jesus ends the section of teaching, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. He wraps it up with this challenging truth. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 27. He says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and we perform many, many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash challenging words aren't they how do i want to live in 2021 i want to live free from the kingdom of me full of the kingdom of him i want to follow jesus's words and his way of life i want to live like he lived i want to put his words and his way of life into practice one day at a time one teaching at a time and I know that some days in 2021, this year, I know some days I'll get it right. Other days it's going to be horrible and I won't. But here's the thing. Every day I will be with him. I will. And I know that as I do, I will become like him. Steadily, slowly, surely, marginally, progressively, I will. I will become like him. And guess what? Then I'm going to do what he did. That's how I want to live this year my prayer is that each one of us this year we would ask how do i want to live and we would answer that by saying i want to be with him become like him and do what he did you know today church in its essence what we've really been speaking about is following jesus learning uh, to give up the kingdom of me live free from the kingdom of me uh, live full of the kingdom of him learning to be with him, become like him, do what he did. It's all about following Jesus. It's all about learning how to be a disciple, a student, a, a follower of Jesus. And, you know, today, first Sunday of January 2021, 3rd of January, what an amazing day for us to make a decision to follow Jesus. Perhaps today you're online. You really actually have no idea how you got to be online. Somebody invited you. You, you connected through the website I don't know how you got online, what brought you there, but I do know that God had an appointment with you. And all throughout the service today, you've been feeling him prompting you and drawing you 
Uh, to follow him. Well, today it'll be my privilege in just a moment's time to lead you in a response to follow Jesus. Perhaps today uh, you're in a- another boat. You're, you're sitting here saying, you know, I, I, there was a time when I followed Jesus, but I've, truthfully, I've been my own way. I've done my own thing. And uh, today you felt God calling you back. It's like a prodigal son moment where you're, you're coming back to him. Regardless, be my privilege to lead you in a moment of prayer, to respond to Jesus, to make a decision to follow him. Would you join with me in this moment and pray with me? Father, thank you so much for your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you for new years, new beginnings, new times to reevaluate our lives and to think about our connection with you, to think about what matters most in life. And today we want to make a decision to prioritize you, to put following you first. We want to make a decision to connect with you and want to make a decision to follow you with our lives into purpose and significance. And so in this moment, we pray that you would come and flood our hearts. We open our hearts to you and we invite you in and ask that you would come take up residence, Holy Spirit, that you would come and inhabit our lives. We, we pray that you would forgive us for where we've blown it, gone our own way, done our own thing for the times when we've sinned and, and not, not done things that are healthy and life-giving for us. We pray that you would forgive us for those times. And we ask Jesus that in this moment, as we commit ourselves to you, that you would take our lives and begin to write a new story with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you responded and if you prayed that prayer with me today, either as a first time or maybe it was, as I said earlier, a moment of coming back, we'd love the opportunity simply to connect with you digitally. You can do so simply by WhatsApping the number below me. Uh, and just give the word follow Jesus follow Jesus to the number below me some of our team would love to connect with you and help you take next steps as we wrap up today church first Sunday of 2021 what an amazing time to be together what an amazing time to reorder reprioritize face true north uh, to make a decision to live free from the kingdom of me live full of the kingdom of him to make a decision to be with him become like him and do what he did and as we do so we know thrive that this year is going to be an incredible year soaked in the presence of God and it's going to be a year where we take ground where we see God's hand over our lives over our church's lives and where we really do believe that the best is yet to come have an amazing an amazing week everybody see you next week We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.